For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody out there, and welcome to Nick Matthews, Episode 7. It is a very special episode tonight. After last week's highly-listened-to, highly-talked-about interview with the disgusted New Yorker, Wesley in Fort Lee, tonight we have Tim Chacho on the call. He will be giving a rebuttal to what Wesley said, and he'll also have some really strong views on some other mangos out there especially those with the first name of Mark. Uh, tonight on the call, uh, we also have John Masco, Mockman Jones, at the end of the show, reviewing the Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, and right now joining me, the co-host for tonight, is John. John, how you doing? Good, Nick. Good, Nick. Thanks for having me on again. Um, you know, I've just got a lot of stuff going on this week. It's a real busy week, man. You know, we got Met Spring Train going on. we got a presidential election going on. we got March Madness going on. You know, this is a really exciting time, you know, for media. we got the movies coming out. You know, we got Matt Harvey's Pecker now working. we got, you know, news out the ass. It's everything. we got a crazy lineup today. And to add, sprinkle a little on top of it, we got the Real Housewives of WFAN fighting over each other. This is great. This is great radio. Yeah, obviously uh, the, the Mongos are just loving this show. Uh, they love trash talking to each other, and we definitely welcome that. Uh, so obviously, as you all know, Tim is going to be on the call tonight. Uh, if anyone wants to talk to him, ask him any questions, you can dial in at 1-724-444-7444, and then enter the call ID 140618, followed by the pound key, and we'll take your question as soon as you possibly can. Or you can tweet us, and John is at SI underscore sports on Twitter, and I am at Nick underscore Durst on Twitter. And check out our new page, uh, our new Twitter page, which is uh, at Nick Math News. And you can check that out. We'll be tweeting there as well. Uh, or just type the question in the chat. Uh, but, John, you did mention uh, Matt Harvey. What's your take on this whole situation? Um, you know, I'm just, I think it's a big to do about nothing. You know, I think, as you know, that sense of, like, we're like abused dogs that are in the shelter that, like, they jump and hide every time, you know, someone moves too fast because they're so used to getting beat. You know, we're so used to having such terrible news and just, you know, there's a lot of optimism, a lot of good feeling about the season. And I feel like we're all just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And every Met fan is just waiting for the, you know, Tommy John news or the, you know, who has fucking summer, uh, summer fever or whatever it is that, uh, Ike Davis had, you know, we're just waiting for that, 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 you know, PED suspension or, or something really bad to happen. So just a little baby hiccup. It's a blood clot. It's not the end of the world. Um, you, you know, but when it first came out and Terry kind of danced around what it was, immediately everyone went to worst case scenario. <laughs> you know, we all Met fans are sitting there right next to the abort button, just waiting to abort to go back to complaining. We don't know how to be happy. We We don't know how to be you know, fans of a team that's not in disarray. Yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy. The Mets hysteria surrounding 
Matt Harvey's bladder, and uh, it's just pretty much insane how, you know, people start to panic. Everyone's saying, oh, who's going to start opening day and whatnot. Uh, and we'll get more into the Matt Harvey stuff as we roll along, but uh, we do have Tim on the line here. Before we bring in Tim, just want to let you know that this show is brought to you by BMM Solutions, Evolve or Die, for your business to grow in the current market, lead to Evolve, the ever-changing online market, grow your business with BMM Solutions. We offer high-end marketing services that are reasonably priced for this medium small business for the same price point that you are currently spending on traditional and dead marketing. Let us plan, create, execute your business in the online marketplace. We will establish your SEO practices, identify SEM opportunities, and economize your marketing budget to drive up new customer acquisitions and improve your ROI. CMM Solutions, helping your business evolve with the ever-changing online marketplace. Visit BrideSalesMarketing.com for a free marketing evaluation today. And without further ado, we do welcome in Tim in Milford, Connecticut, to the call. Tim, how are you? What a disaster trying to get into this thing. It's like Fort Knox trying to get in here. Yeah, I tried putting the pin, the pin. The pin doesn't work. I got to do all different codes. Disaster. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a great website. Uh, it's, it's just as difficult to open up a medicine as if you were dying. Uh, you know, <laughs> to make a package is really difficult. Uh, but Tim, before we get into it here, I just wanted to know uh, if you could explain to all the listeners out there what an emoji is. <clears throat> you got to call Mike for that, I think. I think right. he explains it a little bit better than I do. You know, one of those little things on the phone, right? Yeah, you got the text. You got to text it. So as everybody what knows, a disaster. Uh, that was uh, that's Tim's famous call out there. So uh, Tim, let's just get right into it here. Uh, you know, when you're making these calls to Francesca, like, are you premeditating, like thinking how should, what can I say to get a, get a good reaction from him? Or you're just coming up with these things on the spot. Yeah, you know, I usually try to find something that's off topic. Uh, lately, it's a lot of the politics stuff. I did the emoji call. I just like to get him off topic mainly because uh, we all know Francesca is at his best when he's not doing sports. Anything else that he does, is it's just pure gold. Radio goes crazy. Internet goes crazy. It's just, that, that's the best. You guys know absolutely, that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But the real question we want to know is, you know, uh, you know, WrestleMania is this Sunday. Any chance you're going to be calling Mike, asking him for his predictions, and then letting him know that WrestleMania is in Dallas, and he's going to be amazed that they're going to sell at Stadium and say, I'm not talking about wrestling, and then talk about it for 45 minutes? Yeah, he had a, he had a call about that today. Did you guys hear that one? Guy called it's up not- asking about it. He says he's going to bring his kid to see uh, the wrestling at the Garden, and then Monzo chimed in that he uh, had already happened or something like that. He's lost. He had no idea. It's a good yeah, call. Happened, uh, but, uh, weekend, it, I believe. You guys you guys are wrestling mongos or what? I mean that's wrestling is the worst. Yeah, no, I, get, I'm an I'm an adult. I stopped watching wrestling in like nineteen ninety four when uh Hulk Hogan moved on to sex tapes. That's when I stopped watching. I think the last one I saw was uh Hulk Hogan went against the Warrior for the two belts probably. Zero yeah. interest in that. All these guys on Twitter all day long with the wrestling stuff, I don't get it. It's like you might as well watch General Hospital or something like that, right? Well, it is a nighttime soap opera. Uh, so uh, we, already, we have a comment in the chat here. Uh, well, it looks like it looks like Tim is so disgusted with the wrestling talk that he hung up. Can you believe that, John? <laughs> <laughs> One wrestling comment, that was it. He hung up. Rage quit. So obviously, uh, Tim's having some technical difficulties out there in Connecticut. Uh, so hopefully he'll call back in really quickly. 
Uh, hey, what, what was the name of the power company that Mike Francesa murdered after Sandy? He was bringing him down. Wasn't that up in Connecticut? Well, we got, uh, we got, I think it was Lifa. Uh, we got, we got him back. Uh, maybe Tim Clutter. No, he'll probably know for sure the name of the energy company. Was it Lifa, Tim? All right, so what are we using? Mike's phone system here? It calls drop every five minutes. Is that yeah, you what's happening? Uh, we, got, we got John over there. Uh, he's really quick on the board. I think his friend said that he's trying off the callers. Uh, I gotcha. <laughs> so, sorry about the call. Well, I was there, actually, uh, before, while, while I got disconnected, I did a little research on your show. I uh, was on the international, uh, what is it, podcast thing. It lists the top 175,000 shows in the country, but I didn't see you guys on there anywhere. Oh, we've been doing it for 28 years. We're the best. What do you do? You're outside the top 175,000 podcasts in America? Is that that what we got here? Only the seventh episode of the show, so uh, maybe you'll launch us into the top 135,000. I think Mark Mark Mongo, I think he might be ahead of you, though. Actually, technically, this isn't a podcast. It's live radio. Yeah. Boom. Mark. So, uh, and then we got Tim. We have a comment in the chat here. Andrew Sports Tim wants me to let you know, uh, even though I'm sure you already knew. Uh, the definition of an emoji, according to Google, is a small digital image or icon used to express an idea, emotion, or something like that in a technical electronic communication. All right, so let's move on here. Tim, we know you're a, you know you're a caller, a frequent caller. Uh, give us a little background on yourself. Uh, you know, did, did you go to school? What did you study? What's your age? Your profession right now? Yeah, so I drive a uh, tractor trailer, flatbed, deliver heavy steel. That's what I do for a living. Um, I started listening to Francesca when I was a kid with my father. You know, five, I don't know, six, seven years old. He, he'd have the 660 on all day long. So I'm ever since I was a kid, I've been listening to them. I fall asleep with the radio every night. Whoever, whoever's overnight, Schmoozer, Beningo, all of them. I don't know. I just really got into Mike and the Mad Dog. I started calling them probably like I was 11 or 12 years old, and I got kicked off the radio constantly. And then uh, th- this whole thing recently probably just took off again in the last uh, two or three years. I just try to call constantly. I get I get help from some other guys too. Some of the Mongo guys will um, send me a direct message or something, maybe with a topic. Most of them I come up with on my own, but sometimes I help some of the guys out and ask them something that they want to have asked. Always try to be off topic. Got Mike to say porno on the air one time, so that was pretty cool. The, the emoji thing. Uh, I don't know. You you know them all. Right. So I no, the, one one of the uh, the good ones was when I called and got uh, told him that Mark was going to be in studio. So then he yeah, so uh, found out about that. that. So obviously, obviously everyone knows you do not like Mark. Why did you decide to help Mark get on the air? Or were you guys good back then? What happened? Yeah, no, we were, yeah, we we were really good friends back then. <clears throat> so I, I knew he was going in the studio. He was gifted the uh, Francesca experience in the studio. So uh, I called up Mike to tell him. Just happened to get in right 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 in before uh, Mark came in, and then uh, told Mike all about it. So Mike said, "Oh, we got to put him up on the air and all that good stuff." And uh, I don't know, it went pretty good. And I was still really close to Mark after that, and it just kind of went downhill. What was the out? He got a little too big for his bridges, and uh, he thinks he's like uh, he's trying to be the next Audio Mongo, I think. And he's so, just, uh, it, com- so complete and utter douchebag. Is it safe to say that you and Mark used to both be dabbing together at the same time, and that's why he's, uh, uh, he posts that picture of him now, but just without 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 you in it? 
I got a better shot of walking across the Atlantic Ocean than doing a dab picture like Mark did. See, it's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. You guys, I like did, Mark. You, did you guys get like, to read his uh, blogs at all? Or um, no, I, I didn't know Mark had a blog. Uh, oh, I follow him on Twitter. I don't. I don't read the blog. I just do the, you know, just Twitter, just the Twitter. Oh, so, so some of his uh, all-time great blogs. You're gonna go with the uh, during the World Series last year. How it's okay for Yankee fans to root for the Mets. Wrote a whole blog about that. He's a diehard Yankee fan. He's telling other Yankee fans that uh, they should root for the Mets in the World Series. Uh, I don't know if you could have much more bullshit than that. And he wrote. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Do you feel that when he was in the interview, uh, which was basically set to you by you, do you think he didn't, he didn't give you any thanks for that? And do you think he was coming off very cocky, like as if he was a donation, as if he was like, you know, he's the main reason everything exists and stuff during, during the interview? No, he, he was very gracious during the interview. Uh, he, he was nice. He said that, uh, that I'm his buddy on Twitter and I mean, the, the whole time he was on there, he was thankful, nice to Mongo Nation guys, but it's since then, he thinks he's better than everybody else now, and he's just, it's not. He's just a complete asshole. And well, you, uh, you he's taken down a couple of pegs. You keep, you keep calling him, you know, asshole, full of himself. I get that. you got to give us specific examples. You give us the, you okay, know, well, the, the, the let's, let's, right let's, now. How about the blogs? You, you guys Yankee fans or Mets fans? Mets fans. Okay, Mets, Mets fans. So you, you, if the Yanks are in the World Series, you think it's all right to root for them? Absolutely not. No, Absolutely no, I never. I never did. Uh, and his next blog, follow-up blog after that, was about no football team will ever again play in uh, Los Angeles. How'd that that was totally out? wrong. Totally wrong. That. How'd that work out? Uh, he also then wrote a blog about how Bryce Harper has no business coming to the Yankees. It'll be a disastrous signing. He will How's be, that? Mark, think- will be, Mark will be cheering Bryce Harper. Uh, and I guess when he helps Preflight tweet out, I'll go pick up Bryce Harper at the airport. When the airport. <laughs> of course. Yeah, he doesn't sound like an asshole. He just sounds like every single Yankee fan I've ever met. Yeah, I guess. How about how about last week when he um, he had his kids on there imitating the Mad Dog and put that on Twitter? Use your kids <laughs> to build a better brand. Is that that's a I solid did not move? See I, that. I did not see that. Maybe he wants to set up one of his kids with Francesca's kid, and then he can. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, he could probably do something like that. Get I don't know. That. If you got a five-year-old kid, I don't think you should be, you should be putting them on Twitter. Pretty embarrassing. I, that's just my opinion. I, if you guys differ, differ from that, then so be it. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not doing Twitter sketches with my kids. So, so far, so and then far, the whole I've the seen... whole thing. He he thinks he tells everybody he plans the whole Francesca con thing. I mean, he has a little bit to do with it. I but, uh, apparently, I from what I heard, he was the reason it was at Irving Plaza. It's just him solely alone. Is that correct? Um, I, I would say that that part is pretty good, pretty accurate. Yeah, he definitely got permission from them to seek a bigger venue, and he did find that. So I can't kill him on that, but uh, I don't know. just rubs me the wrong way. Do you have anything to do with uh, Francesca Khan, or are you one of the founding members? No, I have nothing to do with Francesca Khan, besides I just like to go to it. Do you guys go this year? No, no, I was was planning on going. I actually, you know, I work right next to there, but um, it snowed, and then they moved the date, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. Yeah, well, you so, got to get get down there. It's just a great time. Everybody's so well behaved there too. I, I know they said it on the air, but I mean, no fights. You have like thousand guys in a place, maybe two women. Nobody fighting. It's just it's tremendous. Everybody gets along. Did you and Mark come face to face? Yeah, I, I sure I sure get Santa to ask him how he was doing. I was there with my 
fiance, so I'm not exactly in time to uh, call him out on anything. You can't right, ask another on a woman, you know? Right, absolutely. Uh, obviously, you know, Francesca Khan, you were there, of course. Big Francesca fan. Mike and Amanda are seeing show tomorrow. I'm assuming you'll be in the building? I will not be in the building. Oh. I, I think it's a waste of time going to that event. It's for charity, but I, I can't do it. i got to get up early in the morning. It's a work night. How do you feel about the fact that people were try, thinking they were going to, to buy the tickets and sell them for double the price on StubHub, uh, but now the tickets are only going for like 10 bucks on StubHub right now for tomorrow night? Yeah, I know. That's pretty bad. A couple guys uh, during the week said they'd get them for 5 bucks, so it's kind of backfired on them. I, I don't know. You probably shouldn't be flipping tickets on StubHub for charity, I would think. Definitely, definitely not. <laughs> And uh, so are you going to be listening? Are you going to try to call on if they take callers? No, they're not, they're not taking callers. They, uh, a couple, they submitted some questions from callers, I guess. But uh, right. I'll see you, I'll watch it when I get home from work probably the next right. day, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so. Uh, and then so the reason uh, we were able to get you onto this show uh, is obviously because last you can do it. Uh, the Disgusted New Yorker, A.K. Mono Goes Crazy, A.K. Rex Must Go, A.K. Love and Discord Sport, A.K. Gaston Mike, goes on, Wesley of Fort Lee. So what do you think? What do you what do you think about him? And what do you think about that? What he said? And what do you think about all the Twitters? Well, he's just a complete clown. <clears throat> he's got he's got to get do something different with his life. I think. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet he put up there a couple of weeks ago. There's a female that we're friends with on Twitter. He uh, said that he hopes that she's raped. That's he put that above ground on his uh, Twitter line there, and uh, yeah. was wishing that she was raped. So that that's what initially pissed me off that he was even on your show. Uh, so wait, I don't know. You you probably weren't aw- aware of that, but he said, "I hope you get raped." That's what he told her. Pretty disgusting. Who that? So, I mean, that, he's just a fool. What? Ca- I mean, the guy the guy gets picked up on a short bus at his house and goes down and harasses. Uh, Evan at Twitter Baseball. I mean, could do something better with your life one time, you know? Well, he ha- he goes to Twitter Baseball to heckle Evan, which is just I know he's not, a fool. Really tough, no, and he no wonder why he got fired from his job, his three different jobs in the last uh, three. Weeks. He had a he he had a job. Well, according to Leslie, he was a writer for high school sports. Maybe they didn't want him around the children. I don't I don't know. Uh, but or maybe he just went on a terrible rants, or maybe they found one of his million Twitters and did not like what they saw. Uh, we have a comment in the chat here before we get back to live. We get 26 yeah, says, uh, Mark Mongo tried banning someone from entering Francesca over a tip. Uh, oh, you know yes. About that? Yes, that the good stuff. He, uh, for a while there, he was threatening to ban people. Uh, so if somebody would tweet at him and he didn't like it, he was going to uh, avoid have their tickets voided. Multiple guys on Twitter, he said that too. <laughs> oh, we, made, uh, we made some uh, funny things that we put on there. Him is like what? one of those uh, gu- guards in the red suit outside uh, Irving Plaza protecting the uh, sanctity of the tickets. Who is he banning and over what? What are they saying on Twitter that's uh, so bad that they're getting banned? The, I forget his name. Um, gets through Buckner or something. It's Tom gets through Buckner. I think yeah, they're I or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. Him. So uh, he uh, he says he's going to avoid his tickets because uh, he, he was dis- being disrespectful to Mark. So I mean, it's, <laughs> that's the, that's that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. How he acts, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Guest fourteen, <laughs> fourteen says Mark Mongo drinks Mike Francesca's bath water 
and AJB one oh seven was voided. That's probably true as well. I think you might have been giving Mike uh, some hand jobs in the uh, when he was in studio there, just to be honest with you. But what do I know? Uh, but anyway, that that ticket stuff, like that's a perfect example of the stuff that he tries he's trying to do now. You know so what Mark, I mean? So basically, Mark just thinks he's like the king. Yeah, he thinks yeah. he's like uh, he thinks Godfather. he's like the founder. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. Uh, this is why I, a group of people they just started making fun of him because it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I saw I, I, I saw a tweet uh, the other day uh, by Orange Funhouse, uh, a negative tweet towards Mark that he figured uh, he'd give you a day off for making fun of Mark. And Mark Mark wrote back. I don't know if you saw. Uh, he wrote that you need a lot more than a day off. <laughs> there you go again. Prime example. Funhouse is a top-notch guy too. Do you have any yeah, dealings a, with him on Twitter? He's, he's, he's a good guy. He's definitely a good guy. He's, uh, he posts all the videos, so we definitely yeah. need him. Uh, the Mark comments are rolling in here. Uh, let me, just like it's like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, let's go. Fire him off. Uh, so maybe you can comment on this. Uh, Mark thinks he's the shit, and he has really small hands. Have you seen his hands? He just says he's just his hands. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, he actually, he, he has, he's, like, he's kind of like a midget, Mark. He's actually really small hands. <laughs> They got a nickname for him, Ragamuffin Small Hands. That's what a lot of people have been calling him lately. So if you want to get that trending, go ahead. All right. So if if you're listening to this show, uh, go ahead and uh, tweet him that with the hashtag Ragamuffin Small Hands. So obviously, you obviously don't like Mark. A lot of people have seen that, too. Uh, Back to to Leslie here. Uh, what What are your feelings towards him? When did you first discover his crazy Twitter rant? Well, I, I've I first dealing I guess with him is uh, just hearing him call. I'm usually driving into work like three three four in the morning, so he's always on the overnight with uh, Tony Page or Malusis, JJ, and I mean he's just a, absolutely ridiculous. The the one thing that sticks out I don't know if you guys ever heard this story. <laughs> uh, Carton came in with Malusis. Uh, I guess he was just there early for the show. And uh, they found out that Leslie had a crush on uh, the cashier at the uh, grocery store by his house. <laughs> so, Carton is, so Carton is coaching him on how to pick her up. So he's going to go in there and buy the uh, baby back rib sauce and tell, her, tell the girl that you're going to squirt it all over her and work her like a rib. And then he had, a, he had Leslie, Leslie say this like 15 times in a row until he had it perfected. It's like a 15, 20-minute bit with Malusis. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Leslie—he's uh, pretty crazy. Obviously, Tim's having some phone difficulties as he has once again dropped the dropped his signal and he's off the call. We'll get him back as soon as he calls back in. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to go through Leslie's uh, Twitter account right now to, to see where he, you know, advocated rape to a female Twitter user, but. I can't find it because the guy tweets so much. I just went through like 400 tweets and it only got me yesterday. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, Leslie, he'll come on, like you said last week, he'll, do, he'll tweet like 800 things in about two minutes and he'll be inactive for the, last, the rest of the day. People in the chat are saying, uh, three people actually saying, he deleted it. Uh, so obviously he realized he was wrong and deleted it. Um, and then we also have other comments in the chat. Uh, Mark Mago is caught outside 
kind of the snowstorm wearing a British guard uniform guarding the door. Mm-hmm. The door. So, uh, <laughs> pretty interesting. I, I didn't really know. I, I didn't really know much about this uh, this Mark Mongo guy. Apparently, a lot of people don't like him, just like they don't like Leslie. Uh, but uh, wearing the uh, British guard uniform outside the door in the snow. Uh, what was up with that, Tim? Yeah, I got disconnected, so I didn't hear what you said. No problem. So uh, we're just talking about someone in the chat is wants to talk about uh, Mark Mongo wearing his British guard uniform outside the door. Yeah, that's what, I, that, that's what I was talking about. I, one, one of my buddies on Twitter likes to uh, fo- do a lot of Photoshop, so he made the uh, British guard with Mark's face on it, and uh, as if he was outside Irving Plaza for Francesca Con, ready to avoid everybody's tickets. Every time avoiding the tickets, how did he do yeah. that? Because that? I'm sure everyone here has listened to the show has seen that picture of Mark with the five other people there in the snowstorm with their hands uh, folded. Uh, yeah, how does he? How does he possibly pull? How does he void the tickets with his small folded hand? <laughs> quite, quite uh, interesting. I uh, think he has so, a guy. I think he has a guy that does that for him. Maybe, maybe got one of his kids. Since, since he's, he's got always, his own uh, Julio, maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah. People, are, people are saying, uh, you know, Leslie hates Mark Mongo too. So, how did you feel about that, what Leslie said about Mark? Um, I think he was spot on. But I, st- I still don't, don't agree with what Leslie says in general, just because of his views, you know. Attacking, yeah. attacking women like that, I got, a, I got a major issue with it. Yeah, no, no, one's, no one's advocating that. But uh, yeah. what, uh, what, what mongos do you like? Since we found uh, a lot of mongos you hate. <laughs> you got to go. Uh, well, I said Funhouse already. He's not, he's not really a mongo, but he just, he just works with the Francesco Audio because he hates them. But uh, him, Audio Mongo, obviously trades. Um, you know, Action Bill, all the big guys. Paulus, I like a lot. Mike Francesa, that account I like a lot. Um, then the, the guys I'm close with is like uh, Justin Cohen, TJ Manhattan. How about James Otto? Who? James Otto. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Absolutely uh-huh. fantastic. He was. Yeah, yeah. You guys get to. You guys get to take a look at our uh, Mongo bracket that we put out for March Madness. Had all the guys in there, down to the final eight right now. Did you guys see that on Twitter? No, I didn't. Yeah, we put together a Mongo bracket. Bracket us. They had some celebrities. I think the eight people left is uh, Paulus. Um, he's playing an action bill, and then you got Audio against Trades. Scott and St. Lucie is in, up there in one bracket against KFC Barstool. And then myself against Simon and Yonkers are the eight guys left. And so uh, do you, are, we, are you expecting a U versus uh, Oreo Mongo final? What do you think the final is going to be? Uh, I think Paulus is going to be in the final against Scott from St. Lucie. I'm, gonna be, uh, I'm not going to beat Scott. He's an up-and-coming guy. I didn't think I won last round. I went against Justin Cohen, top-notch uh, Mongo. I didn't well, think I, I think, won. Uh, so, Audio Mongo getting knocked out uh, before the finals would be uh, kind of an upset for the most part. Would be. He's he's going against trades now to get to the final four, and then uh, if he wins that, he's got to go against Paulus or Bill. Obviously, uh, you would think that Audio would be in the final, but I got a feeling Paulus might be. 
Yeah, I see Mark was uh, knocked out in the uh, third round, so he must have not been too happy about that since he, he is the godfather of uh, Manganishi. Uh, we do have a caller yeah. on the line here. The caller on the line here with a question for you, I'm assuming. Uh, so we're going to welcome into the show right now, Guest 32. Guest 32. Uh, what is your name? Where are you calling from? And what's your question for Tim? You're on the line, caller. Can you hear us? All right. Uh, obviously, this guy is lost. All right, That's working out pretty well. Maybe it's Mark calling in to, to listen in on us, possibly. Look at this guy Mark's, pa- Mark, Mark's pacing back and forth with his hands together right now, no question about it. Guest 32, welcome. How are you? Are you there? All right, obviously not. We'll put that guy back on you. So, Tim, uh, obviously we know you're a huge Francesca fan. What other uh, hosts do you like? Uh, well, let's start with the one that I hate the most, Craig Carton. I cannot stand him. The one story about how Craig owes you $200. Yes, that's what I wanted to start before. And then I'll tell you who I like after that. So I made, I called, I called Carton up, told him I can't stand him. I like Boomer. I told him I couldn't stand Carton. He's a scumbag, piece of garbage. I mean, we got into like a heated argument. He gave me like 10 minutes of fighting with him back and forth. Uh, this is when um, he was. I guess he was going to get on TV for the pig roast. He said he'd be on CBS, the CBS regular for the football game, CBS uh, Network, and then uh, another channel too. I'm not sure which one. So all three of those, he said. NFL Network. Yeah, NFL Network, right? <clears throat> so I agreed that he would not be on all three of those. That was the that was the bet. I said, there's no chance that you'll be on there. I'll bet you the $200 Visa gift card that they were giving away. And then, uh, so I said, all right, good. And then when he came back around, he changed it to, all right, we're betting that I will not be on any of those networks. So I agreed to all three. And in the next sentence, he said, any of those networks, meaning he only needs to be on one of them. Well, I didn't agree to that part of it. He just changed it afterwards. So then I called him back up. He refused to uh, answer the phone, call me a douchebag bunch of different stuff like that. And uh, he refuses to pay me the $200. So I'm, yeah, assuming, he owes me. I'm assuming Al Duke has you blocked from calling the show now? Yeah, he, he won't answer the phone. He told Craig that I called like 100 times in a row, which I did trying to get that $200. See, I, dr- gotta, I drive all day, so I could. Call, I got all the time in the world to call. Have you, did you try calling the newsroom directly? No, I don't have the number. It's listed. I don't even think I'll, of that. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you after the show on Twitter. I used to answer the newsroom number. You'll get. Uh, you'll get whoever's going to answer the phone. It's going to be like an update guy. So it's going to be Jerry Racco if you call in the morning. Uh, so yep. Tell him that. Tell him Carno is two hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> hang up on me, obviously. Al, Al Dukes could screw himself too. He's a freaking. The wor- he's the worst. Him and Carton are the two biggest idiots on the on that station. I actually, I actually like Albuks. Say that again. I'm sorry I didn't hear you. I actually like Albuks. I think he's uh, a pretty good producer. I agree with you on Carton. Carton is just like the Jersey Morning guy. He doesn't even like sports. He's just like a, a talking head asshole. But Albuks, you know, he tries his best. Yeah, I guess. I just don't like that whole sissy boy thing that he portrays. I don't know if he yeah. portrays it or if that's really how he is, but it's just it's too much for me. I can't deal with, deal with it. He's like, he's like a chick, you know? Yeah, he's kind of a bitch. I I, I get that. And just like Mark, right? 
So obviously, you know, Carton, uh, he's not the best. He's not the best person. Uh, the only good thing I'll say about Carton is when I was interning there, he and Boomer would always buy me breakfast. So other than, but other than that, or, you know, Carton's not that nice of a person. I know you do like Boomer, though, right? He's one of your favorite hosts. Yeah, no, nah, I like Boomer. Out of the two of them, he's the best. Obviously, Frances is number one. It's not even debatable. And then I'm start Evan's starting to grow on me a little bit. I like Beningo. Uh, Jay, I'm a huge fan of JJ. I'd like him to take over Francesa. Yeah, uh, JJ's awesome. solid. But uh, I don't John, know. I John, to John, John, John and JJ go way back to high school. Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, really high school. I hear you guys both stunk at baseball, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Petrudis. We went to Petrudis on Staten Island and. Uh, our junior year, we went 0-18. Uh, we fucking sucked. But it's not our fault, man. There's only, there's only 78 kids in, like, my graduating class. Half of them are women, and they can't play. So, really, there's, like, 38 kids to pick nine baseball players from. Well, you know, what are you going to do? That's brutal. 0-18. Freshman football, we were 0-10. Yeah, the, the Staten Island Advance wrote a story about me eating a sandwich on the bench once, and it, uh, it said, Patrice players more worried about lunch than winning. Staten Island is is such a dump. I got to go there for work constantly. It's the worst. The whole freaking island is a landfill. Uh, Yeah, you know what? Staten Island was nice, but here's the the problem. The Staten Island was made for about 150,000 people. There's like 500,000 people living there right now. So it's so over capacity that it's just basically Brooklyn Jr., except it's not really set up like Brooklyn. It's, It's like suburbia with too many fucking people in it. So you, you're a big fan of uh, big, I know Big Ann's just passed away. She's a Staten Island native, right? Yeah, yeah, they actually have a mural she's a, for her. She's a, I think she's a native, but yeah, obviously they film that one. Oh, well, what uh, does she have a bar there or something like that? Yeah, she has yeah. The, the drunken monkey, but then it got shut down because they found that something happened where that wasn't really in her name, or then they found that it wasn't her name, so. She lost her liquor license, but it reopened under some new name. Yeah, so she has a bar out here somewhere. But that's that's in the bad part of Staten Island, uh, the North Shore. So you wouldn't want to go over there. Hey, North Shore representing, man. That's why I came, came through. <laughs> and, like, uh, and you got out of it. You're in New Jersey now. Yeah, uh, I purposely so, bought a house out of there. It's like the place is terrible. So, Tim, uh, you, said, you mentioned your favorite host. Uh, who, who, who else do you hate other than Carter? Um, anytime there's a woman on the fan, I can't deal with it. So I guess you don't like uh, Kim Jones? She's, no, she's awful. Kim Jones, John, Lori Rubin. John hates yeah. Kim Jones. I listen to sports because I don't want to have to listen to my fiancé breaking my balls about something. The last thing I need to do is hear the woman on the fan. You know, so if, I, if, I, she I would like actually, if she would actually talk sports, I wouldn't mind. The problem is she goes down there and says, hey, I like my seat, my car. Ah! Like, oh, shut the fuck up. Fuck sports? I don't know. Fuck it all. I mean, Kim's very talented. It's just not my, it's, it's not my taste, you know? And obviously, Roy Rubenson, who Leslie's a huge fan of, uh, assuming you don't like either. Yeah, she, she can get lost, too. I got, I got in a fight with her on Twitter about uh, women being on the fan. She wasn't too happy about that. She wanted me to call <laughs> in and debate it with her. I told her I didn't have time for it. But uh, uh, I, I don't know. I can't a, listen to women on the fan. 
We have another question in the chat uh, and a comment from guest Martin. He says, I drink a gallon of water every hour. Ask him who would win a, a fight, Neil's Wire or a Muck Mango. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you guys know who Neil Dwyer is? He's another one that I can't stand on Twitter. <laughs> he, uh, he, was in the, he was in the fantasy phenom there. He's one of Mark's good buddies. He's, uh, I think he's 21 years old and still hasn't gotten laid, so that's a problem. <laughs> so, not a, not a huge fan like of Neil. You because uh, he's just associated with Mark and he's a like good friend of Mark. Is that why? Yep. He's one of Mark's, one of Mark's guys. He was in the fantasy phenom uh, last year, yeah, I think. Yeah, he was a finalist, yeah. Yeah, he didn't uh, win, though. Obviously, uh, obviously, S26 is lost. He has no idea who we're talking to right now. He says, ask Leslie what he thinks of Tim Jones. Leslie's not <laughs> on the show right now. Tim, Tim is on the show. Uh, I think he's a week late. Thanks for the comment. Unless you're somehow in the chat now listening to last week's show. S36 uh, says, ask him about the bracket. He spoke about it, uh, but if Tim wants to talk about it more, he can give a little uh, campaign as to why you should advance in the bracket. Yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't advance. There's no way I should have got as far as it did anyway. But <laughs> yeah, you can go check it out on my on my Twitter. It's on the Twitter. Uh, a bunch of the guys keep retweeting it. We got eight guys left, so it was 64. Uh, uh, day, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Andrew Sports Fan, who you call the fringe Mongo, uh, wants, wants your take on the uh, the Islanders going to a shootout right now. I think I can maybe speak for you and say nobody cares. Yeah. Is hockey going, still going on? Yeah. It's still going on? We don't like talk hockey. hockey. I, like, I like playoff hockey. I don't like regular season hockey. I'm a Ranger fan. Couldn't care less about the Islanders. Hope they lose. We don't talk hockey because nobody wants to hear it. Nobody cares. Yeah, I have to agree. Nobody cares. That's what Mark Chernoff tells the host. Don't talk about hockey until all the playoffs. Uh, Fourteen wants to know, who is the most butthurt member of Mongo Nation? Um, It's going to be Mark, for sure. Probably I'd throw Neil in there, too, the two of them. All right, and have you very sensitive. We, I got blocked blocked by Neil just because uh, I was. I don't know. Who blocks somebody on Twitter? I don't get it. I have zero people blocked. Make is that much of a problem in your anybody. life? You shouldn't be on it. Exactly. Uh, and then we have other people on Twitter you agree with. Uh, far fan or far fan four. Yeah, he's the uh, sing- he's he's probably actually worse than Mark. He's the single worst person I've ever met in my life. The worst. <laughs> This guy, this guy went on my on my Facebook page to find a picture, and, and posted it on Twitter just because I don't get along with him. I mean, what are we doing here? Um, some guy, some some guy named Cleary blocked me on on Twitter. I never, I never even had like a conversation with him. I never even talked to him. And then someone mentioned him in a thing. Who's Nick? Nick? Who's that fat guy who pretends to be a, uh, a adjunct professor, but he's like just a fat guy? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Some guy. Some, Sounds like Mark. Some Sounds like Mark. He's a fat guy and he's a professor, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got his master's, I think. He teaches a class uh, at the college. Tim, how about Patty White? Underscore right, sorry, go ahead. Patty White, New York. Patty White underscore New York Mets. Any interaction with him? I know he's associated good friends with Farfan Four and Leslie. Oh, I guess he got really offended by bringing up uh, Patty White, and 
Maybe he's going to Google to see if Mock is a teacher. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually like Patty. Uh, I talk to him quite a bit. He's uh, He trolls people quite a bit. He, he'll find someone on Twitter who's butthurt for no reason, and then he'll purposely take the other stance, regardless of what it is, just to vibe with them, and it's hilarious. So he's just, he's just trolling, basically. Uh, oh, ab- yeah. absolutely. So, so, Tim, what do you think of Patty, Patty White, New York Mets, on Twitter? All right, I'm sorry, I got disconnected again. Uh, I like Patty White. He's actually he's pretty solid. Uh, he he lives near me, but uh, we made a bet on UConn making the tournament. I said they would. He said they wouldn't before uh, they obviously won their conference tournament. So he changed his name to Mongo Tim is number one for the rest of the tournament. So I absolutely like him. So are you also a big uh, UConn women's basketball fan? Yeah, I watch it here and there, but it's it's more it's not really a sport. I call it more of an activity. Women, women uh, don't play sports; they do activities. And uh, what do you what do you how do you feel when people call Mike and say say Gino Ariema she couldn't be like the best men's basketball coach? Yeah, he has zero percent chance of doing that. He'd be fired after the first after the first year. Apples and oranges, you know. There's no yeah, comparison between the exactly. men. He wouldn't get the respect from the men in the locker room. Uh, more, more questions in the chat here. Uh, thoughts on Scott Sternlieb? Yeah, he's still in the uh, Mongo bracket. He's uh, he's solid. He's funny. <clears throat> he's a funny guy. Uh, same, and, uh, same, I don't know. The same, the same person uh, asked this like eight times. Uh, excitement level to hear one crying Jordan. Discuss crying Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the crying Jordan thing is uh, unbelievable. It's a- anything that happens now. I saw it on uh, the FBI cracked the um, cell phone code the other day for the terrorists, and they had it on the as the Apple, Apple. sign, the crying Jordan. It's everything. I mean, it's, it's every everything. There's a whole a whole culture of kids that are growing up right now that they're just gonna know Jordan because he's the cry the crybaby on all the pictures. Yeah, I don't he was. Yeah, they won't know the degenerate gambler that I knew growing up. Yeah, still the degenerate gambler. Yeah, I guess 14, two-part question here for me. Have you ever seen Muck Hoove, and how many days would you let Mark Mongo sleep over your house? <laughs> yeah, so that that's a good story, actually. <laughs> Mark, when the first Francesicon happened, you know, they, they were snowed out, so Mark got snowed in the city, and uh, one of the guys that I'm friends with, Brandon uh, McCluster, there on uh, Twitter, <clears throat> Mark ended up staying at his house for a few days, sleeping on the couch. Quite the experience <laughs> is what I heard. <laughs> and, I, and I guess the year before, he uh, shacked up with some guy uh, he just met, just met, never met him, a fellow guy at Mongo Nation. They shared a hotel room together, too. I never so that was pretty, that was pretty cute. Like- it was pretty crazy, but, uh, you know, I don't want to drive him to the city twice or something. Anybody want to share a hotel room? Yeah. Uh, in New York City? Is he even going to to meet strange men? <laughs> what the fuck's going this on? This is ridiculous. I would never share a room with a guy under any circumstance. Uh, Get, Get 36 says, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Do you have any intel on whether or not Mark Mongo likes to drink or smoke? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pass on that one. Uh, I don't even know. 
I don't know who this person is. Got some really interesting questions. Uh, Jeff twenty two says, discuss how big of a fool Jeff is. Oh no, Jeff's a solid guy. I actually, when you were telling me my favorite mongos, I, I switched switched off for a minute. Jeff, he's uh, at SEC three hundred eight. Good friend of mine. Top notch mongo. Uh, he is Gosh. definitely not a fool, but we could tell a funny story about him, actually, if you'd like. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> went, on vac- went on vacation this week, him and his uh, wife, and uh, he forgot to pack her suitcase, and they didn't find out until they were already down south, so she had nothing at all except for the clothes that she's wearing for their week vacation. <laughs> Bella, that, that vacation must have been top-notch, no question about it. Without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> So back to WFBN here. Uh, who are your your favorite update guys? Uh, Bob, I like Bob Husler. Yeah, uh, I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting for a little while, and uh, he was actually one of the teachers there. Real real nice guy. And uh, I'm right. from Milford, obviously. He uh, he used to work at Milford High Life. <laughs> so he's definitely one of my favorites. Um, uh, obviously. Uh, I don't know how you feel about John Minko, but you did call his favorite show Wake Up With Friends. So I want you to tell everybody a little bit about that. You guys are good, huh? You know everything. I actually have uh, I have a Wake Up With Fred hooded sweatshirt on right now, which he sent <laughs> about, ten, about, about 10 of us Mongos uh, started calling his show after Minko talked about it. Made this guy's life for a few weeks. Sent us all T-shirts, sweatshirts, pens, autographed pictures. The guy still got it hanging on the uh, court board over here. <clears throat> uh, this guy, they're in Bardstown, Kentucky. They listen. They have maybe like 500 listeners at the most. And John Minko just randomly listens to him. We actually got Minko to call into his show one day, so it was pretty good. But I mean, this guy uh, in Bardstown, Kentucky, is playing. Uh, Frank Sinatra, New York, New York, and, and saying a special thanks to his uh, new friends in New York as part of his show now. <laughs> he's, not, he's number one in Kentucky. What's the called? Didn't call John and Mike by some other name. He had their names mixed up or something. Yeah, he was calling them uh, Mink, Mink Francesa or something like that, or Minko Francesa, or Mike Minko, yeah. Mingo or something. I don't know. Yeah, he got to be stuff. He thought for some reason because Minka listens to him that, you know, he likes it. He was following in New York. He was just so astonished. Yeah. He definitely loved it. Uh, what, we, uh, we have some more, more questions in the chat here. Uh, first questions for someone is, how many times do you have to redial to get through to Francesca? And my part to this question would be, what's the longest you ever waited to talk to? I think uh, two, two hours and ten minutes one time. I, mean, I make fun of myself now. I'll take a picture of my cell phone and just tweet it out. So probably like two hours and ten minutes, I think. Um, most of the time, if I'm calling, I'll probably get in within the first uh, half an hour. you got to know when to call, too. Uh, like to start the show, 117 is when he starts answering the phone. So you could always tell after a guest it's easy to get in. Um, the most times I think I ever called was uh, <clears throat> the Super Bowl contest. I actually lost four four times this year in that impossible audio. Some random guy in the 49ers was the answer. No, it was the one nobody got. I think I uh, showed the picture 170 something times. They called. I think. Now was it was Jeez. it you uh, was it you that Mike screwed up one of the questions and then he brought you back on, or was that somebody else? No, that was that was not me. That was okay. the Denver Bronco question. So it was a different guy. 
So, right. yeah, so well, he obviously four screwed times. up on that one. Yeah, you were you got to the audio question four times. So. Yeah, th- no, th- three out of the four I got to the audio. And this was all within, like, 40 minutes, probably. I got in, like, four times in 40 minutes. That's, that's impressive. Uh, now, what would, uh, would your, would your, if you were to go in the future, obviously, like, you get through your or no one caller, but is the best way to get through the mic for that to have a girl call up and then just give her, give her the answer? <laughs> Yeah, no question about it. That's the absolute. How about the one you see the thing today? The girl called up his contest. He's giving away tickets for the event tomorrow. He says, uh, so you really want to go? She's like, oh, I would love to. He's like, all right, answer this question. How many letters in the word Mike? She says four, and he gives her, gives her the tickets. Wow. <laughs> I thought you tweeted that. If you tweeted Mark Mongo, it probably got that wrong. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, I get it wrong. You would have said... He would have said three, M-I-C, and then uh, <laughs> it would have been uh, quite, a, quite an intense debate. But I'm sure Mark will be there front row tomorrow night. Uh, Speaking more of questions, More questions in the chat. Uh, ask him who produces the most garbage on the interweb. The most garbage. <sighs> I don't, I'm sure. I guess I can default to Mark as every single one of these answers probably. <laughs> Speaking but, of Mark, uh, I just uh, I just looked on his Twitter, and he's basically an anti-Trump Twitter. So I don't know. My opinion of Mark has started to change. Oh, I'm 100% Trump. You guys want Trump? <laughs> well, we're Trump. We're definitely this Trump is, on this show. This is basically yeah. the Trump webcast. Oh, that's he's, beautiful. So he's looking through his. I'm looking through his thing right now, and he's he's posting pictures of Miley Cyrus. Blah blah blah. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> So obviously yeah. a big a big nice hashtag is uh, Trump or Gone, which is definitely a great hashtag. And some of the things they say, uh, it's very similar. You wouldn't even you wouldn't know who said it if you were just reading the quotes. Fantastic. Uh, more questions, uh, more questions here. Uh, so first, my question for you is: Who are your favorite producers? Do you like Monzo since he puts you through all the time? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Monzo. Uh, most of the guys I deal with are not fans of Monzo. They can't stand him. But, I mean, he's always respectful to me, puts me right up. <clears throat> so right, I'm definitely a fan of uh, um, I'm a little weary to have to answer this question that came in the chat. The first time he mentioned this, he mentioned wrestling, you hung up. Uh, thoughts on Monzo's use of wrestling gifts and domination hashtag? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty out of control. <laughs> Everything he does... Every single thing he does now is with the uh, wrestling stuff. I, it's, I don't know. It's probably funny the first 6,000 times he did it, but uh, it's getting a little old now. When I used to work shifts on Monday Night Football as a fan, I would work with Monzo and Pete Hoffman. And we were supposed to be doing, like, Monday Night Football or Nets games or whatever, and Monzo would just say, all right, let's go watch Raw. And he put Raw on, <laughs> and he would, we just wouldn't watch a football game, which got, got some trouble sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. Next, I question, do that. Next, next question here is comments on the MikeFrancesa.com, the board. Uh, the single worst piece of garbage I've ever known in my whole entire existence. The worst. And that's probably what the uh, other question was getting at. <clears throat> they produce absolute, utter garbage, that thing does. Outdated. You can't ma- navigate around it. Just a complete disaster. So, I mean, I've, I've seen the board, but do you need to have, like, a subscription or an account to even log in? It seems like a really outdated site. 
Yeah, you, I, I can't get in there either. I tried to get in there one time. They've been, they, is, Mark, is Mark Mongo on there? Uh, he is not on there. I think he used to be on there, though. Well, I have, no idea. I mean, I have lot... no idea who's on the board, but, I mean, you got Twitter now, so it's probably not needed. A lot of solid guys came out of there and were in there in the beginning. Or, But, uh, yeah, I'm just not a fan of it. I get a lot of shit from the guys uh, there in it on Twitter. So. Uh, more questions not a in fan. the chat here. Uh, thoughts on Lividity and Audio Mongo? Say it again. Thoughts on Lividity and, and Lividity, uh, I don't know, the guy's Twitter and Audio Mongo. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Audio Mongo is uh, top-notch. Uh, founder of Mongo Nation, so I have the utmost respect for him. Um, Levity, I met actually met at Francesicon. First time I ever met him, he comes up to me. He goes, "Just so you know, you're not six foot seven. That's the first words out of his mouth. So I thought that to be a little strange. I, he's a nice guy. Uh, I think the stuff that he puts on Twitter is awful, but uh, he's pretty nice to me in public, so I don't have any issue. Oh. All right, uh, next question here uh, from Guest 37. Would you ever put on Steve Summers, open the window, or wind down, I wrote, I guess, that window, and make a video of the blowing wind? <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't. I definitely want to do that. All right. So now, I got, I got a question for you guys, though. Who has better ratings, you guys or uh, Richard Nair? <laughs> definitely us. Uh, it, uh, we also mentioned last week that uh, that the Richard, the Richard Neer show is done from the guy's basement. He comes in handy, though, when Steve Summers gets stuck in elevators and they have nobody else to put on. They just tell Richard Neer to uh, run downstairs and go on the show. Do you remember when Summers got stuck in the radio in the elevator about a year and a half ago? No, I never heard that story. Oh, oh yeah. I heard that story. So basically, every commercial break, Steve will go get a cup of coffee and go downstairs to smoke. Uh, yeah. So he's really running a risk here, you know, time-wise. So he was he was on the air, uh, you know, he had like an hour left in his show, and all of a sudden he just wasn't back, and you hear Richard Nierko over the radio. He said, oh, I'm here, they, they call me in my house, and I had everyone down to my basement, and I'm on now. Steve is stuck in the elevator. So Steve got <laughs> stuck in the elevator for like 45 minutes at 345 Putnam Street. And that was just, uh, his, when he came back on, he was just, uh, he was very funny. It was, it, it was just pretty crazy how he got stuck in the elevator. Uh, oh, well, another com- over, under, uh, over under him smoking 12 cigarettes in the elevator for 45 minutes. Over okay, under, what do you got? Definitely, uh, I would go uh, very close to that number. So maybe, maybe over. Yeah. Uh, more questions in the chat here. Uh, I guess I'll... I'm going to make this a two-part question because I know it's about the same person. Uh, part one of the question, thoughts on feeding your child and do they do an impression of a mad dog? And what if I told you a grown man used a hand mirror as a full-length mirror? <laughs> that's, pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's back, that's back to Mark uh, having his five-year-old kid do impressions of the dog and putting it on Twitter to further grow his brand. It's absolutely savage and disgusting behavior out of him, and exactly why he deserves to be punched in the mouth. All right. Not by me, of course, <laughs> about somebody else. I'm, I would never do such a thing, right? You're not advocating uh, violence? No, I would never advocate violence. All right. Uh, question, another question in the chat from Andrew Sportsman. Tim, what's your honest opinion of me? 
Uh, I think he needs to get a job. That's about the fifth time he, he sent you guys a message already, no? Hey, we got our own mind, guys, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, he's all right. I like, I like Andrew. Nice 38. Kid. Are you surprised Mark Mongo's entire life revolves around everything Francesca? Nah, I mean, it's clear as day that that's what he does. Anything that happens in his normal, regular, everyday life, he compares it to Francesca sometimes. Then you right, get uh, something better to do. Definitely. So, uh, what do you, what do you, what's your favorite sport? Well, what teams do you like? Before I get to that, one more thing too. Just in case you're wondering, every night about I say 5:30 or so, Mark puts his uh, picture of his dinner on Twitter. In case you were wondering too. Then All right. So someone, so someone, someone just posted, wrote, uh, "Can you describe the importance of taking pictures of every meal?" So I guess that's <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Alright, so if I'm ranking sports ranking sports baseball one, football two, NCAA basketball three, and then golf, probably golf four, hockey five. NBA right. after that. NBA is the bottom. Alright. So NBA, uh I just wonder, is your favorite player the big D on Cleveland? Is is it who? The big D? No, it's definitely not. It's Mark Mongo. He's Vadova. on the Cavs, right? Matthew Vel- Matthew Vadora. That was actually one of my calls. On the big Mike. D. On him. the big D. I called Mike because Mike kept saying Delavadora, so I told Mike it's aggravating to everybody and to please say his name properly. Delavadora. Yeah, Del he says I'm a uh, fool and hung up on me. Jim Cardwell. Uh, he's got a, you know, don't mess with Mike. Villanova. He said, uh, yeah. it was right. Uh, so, I'm dealing over. Yeah, money of them. So obviously you call up a lot. Who are some of your favorite callers? Uh, I like Dennis in the Yonkers. He's a really good caller. Uh, I like Mike Mike and Montclair. He's a good caller. I know a lot, a lot of people don't like him. He gets so Mike, to, most of Mike. Mike's obviously a great caller, but what is his obsession with Wally Backman and the NBA? No, that's Mike in Floral Park, right? Well, I think I know Mike, and Montclair, Mike and Montclair is always talking about the NBA. He might not talk about yeah. Wally Backman. But, so. Yeah, no, he, he's NBA all the time. He's got uh, a guy that's high up there in the uh, sports reporter who uh, gives him a lot of a lot of his material to ask Francesca, basically troll Francesca through Mike. I don't <laughs> know. You, you could probably figure out who that is, but I, I don't want to say it because uh, I don't want to do that, you know. But he, yeah, he gets all his material from a big-time writer. All right, how about Ozzy Woodbridge? Ah, he's he's great. I like Ozzy now. We used we used to not get along, and uh, I took some pretty bad shots at him, but uh, he he's great now. He was in our Mongo bracket too. He just got knocked out. Any any callers that you just hate and can't stand listening to? Ah, that's tough. Well, Lisa and Whitestone's annoying. Uh, <laughs> Mike and Floral Park. Uh, your guy, I think you had him on Mike in New Haven. What's he? Sounds like he's about twelve years old. I think he's sixteen, sir. Not too far off. Sixteen, huh? You're allowed yeah, to call there if you're that age. I, you I don't be think at least so. Old. I don't think so. But I guess his uh, his voice sounded like he was maybe eighteen. Yeah. I don't know. Mike, if Mike knew he was sixteen, I don't. I don't think Mike would let him on the on the program anymore. Don't you think? Yeah, he was that whole LBJ thing last week, right? Yeah, Lyndon yeah, Johnson. That was yeah, actually pretty he, funny because I called him dude a bunch of times and Mike freaked out. 
Yeah. Mike just called in this week to remind Mike that that went viral. Mike's, he yeah, couldn't Mike, hear less. I go viral all the time. I don't really care. Uh, we have yeah. some more more comments in the chat here. Um, we have a co- we have a co- comment here from a guest fourteen who says Ozzy is a legend and is Andrew on Tinder. I don't know why you would know the answer to that, so I guess we'll just skip over that. <laughs> no. Another question here is: Have you ever seen Crying Jordan on Mark Mongo dabbing? Oh, constantly. All the time. It's one. It's one of our go-to uh, images that we have. Oh my goodness! How, that uh, dabbing picture was the single worst, dumbest idea I've ever seen in my life. I'm sure you have that saved, and you've tweeted out constantly. And yeah, always. Uh, and if Mark Mongo for some reason is listening, you know you're more than welcome to call in or call in next week. We'd love to get your take on this and uh, see. See what you what what you were thinking when you posted that dabbing picture. Uh, so obviously, uh, you you know you're a huge Francesca fan. Uh, will you have you gone to the Barre show? Will you be going to Barre? Yeah, uh, last year I went to Barre. I actually went to Barre last year with Mark. Believe that or not, and uh, oh, TJ Manhattan and uh, Jeff too. This is before uh, Mike. I mean, Mark got a little bit. That was a Freudian slip, I think. Mike, Mark. <laughs> but that was that was before he got too big for himself. Uh, went down to Bar A. It's a good time. We actually got to go on the VIP tent there, right next to the stage for a little while. So I mean, Pretty that's awesome. a great event. Yeah, if any of you guys that. ever get a chance, you got to go. I definitely like to check that out if I can this year. So since Mike is going to be retiring, how do you feel about that? I know you called up, you told him we're going to miss you, and he was like, "Don't worry about it now." And then you said you should buy the station with Mad Dog. Uh, are you, are you a little sad to hear Mike's going to be retiring next year along with A-Rod? Oh, absolutely. That'll be a, that'll be one of the worst days of my life. It's like a family member, 28 years of listening to him or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't believe it. I think he'd probably stay. But I, know, I do don't you know. Think, do you yeah. think there's a chance he might just go to another platform and do a show and just leave WFAN? Well, he, he always constantly hints at that. I'm not sure exactly in what format he'll do it, but uh, he might hook up with Bill Simmons, maybe. That would be freaking awesome if he went on there. Uh, do I'm podcast maybe stuff, him, maybe. Maybe him, and, maybe, maybe him and A-Rod should do a show. Yeah, they they brought that up today. Imagine uh, yeah, that. So that'd be must, that'd be great, crazy. And I, I heard A-Rod, he said they should do a charity dinner. I'm sure you'll be at that if they do that, him and Mike. Yeah, that would be crazy. Top two kings in New York. That would be great. And now, uh, I don't know how often you listen to Joe and Evan, but they always talk about and joke about uh, doing a Mike Francesa roast. So if that was to happen, which I think would be a great idea, who do you think should be the roasters? Um, hey, you got to put Dog up there, obviously. Uh, you probably have to put up maybe Eddie Coleman and Mink, even, even though that would be – boring as could possibly be. But, I mean, you probably got to include some of them in there. And you probably get some New, New York comics. But, I mean, you got to throw them in there. I'd throw Jim Nance in there. You know, they're best friends. I would say A-Rod and maybe uh, Bill Simmons should be on that. Definitely A-Rod, though. And yeah, Bill, Bill Simmons, too. That's a good one. Bill, Bill Parcells, Parcells, that's a good one. Now, did you hear, you heard the story about how Bill kind of sleep at uh, Mike's house during, I think, was it, was it, 
arcane or something. I'm not really sure. But you heard, have you heard that story? Yeah, I heard that story. Oh, <laughs> Some yeah. kind of snowstorm or hurricane or something. Yeah, so obviously um, Mike and Bill, very close, came up in the same system. So how do you feel about when Mike, when Mike always uses that term about, like, other people? Like, yeah, me and Mr. T came up in the same system, so. <laughs> I don't know. Mike's funny. One of a kind. Some sure. of the stuff that he says, he's been in the building for every more major sporting event in the last 50 years. <laughs> Probably <laughs> one he wasn't even born for, he was in the building. Yeah, he was I mean, there when, the, you know, with the shot called around the world, when Babe Ruth called the shot. So. Uh, Titanic, I, I think. He was there on the Titanic song, too, I think. Yeah, they leaned you know, the roll after him, but obviously Mike was smart enough to say a lot. Uh, I actually had better seats than Mike for the post at MSG, which was shocking. I really thought Mike was going to be closer, but I guess he didn't want to make a big scene coming in late after the real Pope already entered. So uh, it would have been something if the two of them were close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to know what I think is going to happen, too, which I need, which, which we all need. Trump needs to be on that show immediately. Oh, 100%. You... That, would be, that, that would be the top-rated thing ever. Mike hinted at that like a few months ago. He said that we're working on it or we might get Trump on. I thought it was going to happen by now. Maybe you know, maybe next month because of the New York primary. I'll be that's what yeah, I was saying. There's been rumors that Trump's going to do a New York rally before the New York primary. That'd be great. He comes on the show. He, he you know he plugs his his rally so people will show up, and then you know him and Mike Francesa just you know murder it. Maybe they could just go through like they could just kill De Blasio, then they could kill Con Ed. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah, that'd yeah Mike, be great. Mike, Mike should Mike should start the he should open up the rally. Yeah, he should talk first. They would be like you know it would be crazy. He's got to MC the whole thing, no question about it. It'll be the tremendous. So obviously, you know, Trump and Mike, two, 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 two peas in one pod, the same guy pretty much. That's why we love them both. Uh, Guest 14 says, what would it take to broker a peace between uh, Mark Mongo and Tim? Um, no, that's not going to happen under any says, circumstances. Will, he says, will a blog entry do it? So Mark wrote a blog about you. All right, so for Mark, for me to forgive Mark, he needs to write a blog entry apologizing to me, Justin, TJ, Jeff, all those guys, Brand, Brandon, apologizing for his every single blog he's ever written and then promise never to write one again because when I take a dump, it has better content than when, what he puts in those blogs. So he's got to, that's what he's got to do. And Jeff's 14 says Mick Mango. Is that Mark or is that somebody else? Yeah, they mess around with his name. Muck, Mock, Mingo. All right. All for, for, the per, for the person before Jeff's 14 who wanted to know if Andrew is on Tinder, Andrew says, I have a girlfriend that used to be on Tinder. So there you go. And Jeff's <laughs> 14 follows it up with Ethan the Welcher. I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> it must be something yeah. Mongo or something out there. Uh, guest thirty-eight. Guest thirty-eight said, uh, "Get lost, that's it." So uh, you listen to the show, you can get lost. If you, if you don't want to hear Tim, I don't know. I don't know why you're here. Uh, guest thirty-eight says, "He also says uh, Mark probably made his kid take the dabbing picture too." Any thoughts on that? <laughs> Yeah, he absolutely did. I mean, he bring, he brings his kids everywhere, puts them on Twitter. 
I don't know. I think you got to keep your kids away from Twitter. It's not a place where you should have your kids. Absolutely. Embarrassing. All right. So, Tim, uh, I know you, you got an early rise tomorrow for work. We want to thank you for coming on. Any parting messages you want to leave for any particular people in Mongo Nation, people you hate, or any talk hosts or anything like that? Yeah, no, I'm good, though. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Uh, if you, you should get Mark on next week. I'm a man and could take a beating back from him. I got no issue with it. If you guys want to broker a peace deal down the road, I'll be happy to do that if, if we can work out the right terms. Well, we got to come to the parties. We got to come to yeah. the parties neutral. You got to be neutral if you want to make a deal. That's it. That's a good imp- impersonation there. And, yeah, All right. Well, what? thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Show we got to you got to set up a uh, a Mongo Nation going to the Trump Trump rally retreat. Mongo Nation Trump rally takeover. Yeah, we'll definitely get that going. That'll be our next right. project. For sure. All right. Thanks for calling in, Tim. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, all right. So, obviously, that was crazy stuff. <laughs> it's pretty clear Tim does not like Leslie or Mark Mondo or Carl Carton. Uh, but I just want to let everybody know out there, and this is very clear because the, the last week there was some trouble, Every all the views she expressed, those are Tim's views. They don't necessarily affect the views of me and John. Uh, moving on now, in the chat here, we do have a comment from Andrew Sports fan. Let's talk about Dawn of Justice already. Already, So we welcome into the show right now, Bachman Jones, John Maxfield. John, how are you tonight? Hey, man. How's it going, guy? Hey, what's up? So, John, obviously the big news, uh, you know, the big movie that came out this past weekend was uh, Batman versus Man Dawn of Justice. And before we get into that, you know, I just want to tell this to you guys. I was trying to go to the movies this Saturday, and I got there. I went to the the, uh, the stadium on Forest Avenue in Sahara. I go around for 20 minutes and couldn't get a spot. The movie already started, so I had to. You couldn't find one spot. No, it was packed because uh, obviously that movie came out and it was playing every hour, so it wasn't like people were leaving so you can get a spot. And I was I actually went to see I was going to see Batman next week. Uh, I I went to see Big Fat Greek Wedding too. And I couldn't get a spot. There were no spots, though. I'd never seen a lot like that. It was absolutely insane. Uh, and then I went to, I was like, all right, let me go. I got nothing else to do. So I was with my girlfriend. And I decided to go to Ralph's. I, was, I went to the Richmond one because it was closer. And that was also closed. So it was just not a good night. I just can't believe I couldn't get a spot at the movie. The movie. But that's my, my little rant there. So, John, why don't you tell us about uh, where you saw the movie? I know you started IMAX, but what did you think of it without any spoilers? Yeah, well, actually, it wasn't my idea this time. A friend of mine actually said, suggested the idea, why don't we go see it in IMAX 3D? And I thought, yeah, you know what, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime movie. It's the first time we're seeing these two characters fighting each other. Um, but, you know what, it's, it was in IMAX in AMC Theater, and uh, the theater I went to was pretty packed, uh, almost sold out, and everybody was pumped about the movie. And I got to say, without spoiling, spoiling, I just like did a funny there, but spoiling the movie, it was actually, I liked it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't particularly special either. There were great qualities about the movie, but it wasn't, you can't really, I mean, you can put your finger on it if you really try, but there's a lot of problems with the movie without spoiling. It's hard to get into, but if you definitely could go in and have a really good time with it. So, John, did you see the movie or do you plan to see it? Uh, I haven't I? seen it. 
I haven't seen it, but um, I've, I've been reading reviews online that say it's not very good. Um, I didn't like the Ben Affleck casting only because, you know, Ben Affleck has been terrible in every superhero movie that he's ever been in. But um, yeah, Christian Bale is so good. Why would you recast him? Well, I heard that they were trying to put Christian Bale in the movie, but not as Batman. Did you hear that, Mothman Jones? No, I didn't hear that. I mean, it would be cool. It would be a nice cameo, but I do also see that if you did put him in the movie, it might confuse some people as to why he's there, even if he's not playing the same character. Oh, no, I want him to play Batman. I just, I don't understand why, uh, you know, Ben Affleck. It's just, you know. I feel oh, like yeah, it's this a thing in the universe. Yeah, that's yeah, unnecessary. I mean, a lot of people complained about the casting. Uh, you know, the people who made the Batman trilogy said that you know it wouldn't have worked through different universes. It, it could have worked, but I just I don't know. I guess that maybe Bale just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't see the movie yet, but you said you said Affleck is pretty good, right? Um, he was actually probably the best part of the whole movie. Um, where the flaws were, there were the least amount of flaws when it came to Ben Affleck and the character of Batman. And he gave a little, a really nuanced performance where he does a lot with his screen time. And to tell you the truth, I'm so excited to see more of him in the future because he's just that good. There's people really? out there who are debating him being the best Batman in cinematic history ever. And that's kind of stretching it, but the fact that people are saying that kind of said a lot about him. Ah, so he obviously did a good job. Uh, he played like an old, he played kind of like an older Batman, right? Like. Not the typical age Batman. Yes, we get flashbacks of like you know the whole his whole backstory of the the parents why he becomes Batman, but I think when the movie starts it's about roughly ten to fifteen years since he was officially Batman. So yeah, he's been retired for a while. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. So he's just coming out. And he's like you know Superman just ruined the city. He's not safe. So I mean, he had to come out of retirement with this new crazy metal suit. Take him down, essentially. Oh, uh, wait. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, so basically, Batman is like, he's saying, he, said, he just saw how Man of Steel ended. You know, Batman, Superman just destroyed the city with that big fight. He's, he's thinking, that Superman's dangerous. So I need to do something about this. Yeah, it's basically his motivation. Because in the first movie, Man of Steel, that came out a couple years ago, it's basically this really big dec- uh, decimation of Metropolis. So Bruce Wayne sees this from the ground, and uh, not to spoil, but he does see some things that are very um, tragic happening in the city, and it causes him to think that this person, or alien rather, could be a threat to the entire world. He doesn't know anything about Clark Kent or if he's actually a good guy. So his whole motivation is, what if this guy does something that destroys our world? And I think yeah, it's actually please. a pretty good motivation. And how was... Uh... How is Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor with long hair? Hmm. Well, this is this is where you get the most controversial because there are a lot of people who feel one way and people who feel the other way, um, either really good or really bad. I fall I fall on the side where I think he actually was really good. He didn't play a, a traditional Lex Luthor if you go by his comics and previous um, works and film because he'd be more tra- traditionally um, bigger and more smarter. But uh, in this movie, he plays more of a psychotic Joker-type character. And if you've seen Jesse Eisenberg before in movies, he pretty much kind of plays the same um, type of character. 
But I think it yeah, works for me, his edge. Every time Jesse Eisenberg now, like he's to me he's pipe check, but he's just he's Mark Zuckerberg no matter what. That's what I that's what I view. <laughs> yeah, you kind of can't separate him from that anymore because people associate with him so much now with that. <laughs> and how yeah. is uh, how is Gail Gadot or Gadot or whatever her name is as Wonder Woman? She was actually great. Uh, she wasn't in the movie that much, but when she is around, you do really feel her presence on screen. And uh, the actress hasn't really been in much wise in the movie, like actual like industry. But um, this is definitely a great role for her, and um, she's probably been taking a lot of acting classes because she was actually, for what she was given, doing really well in the actual movie. And I'm actually excited to see her in her solo movie. Now, what I understand about the Wonder Woman movie is it takes place, like, during World War One or Two. So yes. is it, like, it's just, like, an origin story, basically? Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be, like, more... If you've seen Captain America 1, which was placed during World War Two, it's going to be pretty much that, where you see the origins of her becoming Wonder Woman, I guess. And it'll be on her... It'll also... If you go to back to Marvel, the school was on Asgard... Uh, Wonder Woman has more of like a weird, fantastical world too. So there'll be a mix of that and real life with World War One. Interesting. Is there is there plans for a Batman standalone movie? Oh, I'm sure, but they haven't officially confirmed when it's going to release or when it's going to be made. But it's the way people are reacting to Batman in this movie. It's definitely going to happen within the next few years. All right. So obviously Ben Affleck with a strong performance as Batman. Another movie that I know you're really looking forward to is uh, Suicide Squad, right? Oh, yeah. So when is that scheduled to release? What is that about? No, when is it scheduled to release? Oh, it's actually scheduled to release on the first weekend of August, so right before the summer ends. So that's going to be, I mean, that's really been a hyped up movie. Uh, yeah. they, they say in Hollywood now, if you get the chance to... Uh, being a superhero movie, you got to take it. That's why Will Smith, you know, I, mean, I don't think he's, like, the main star at all, or even one of the main stars. He, he took a role in that movie, because he knows superhero movies make major money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a comment here in the chat that says, uh, Andrew Sports fan, the movie was very enjoyable, and the critics were very harsh. Jesse was mm-hmm. good. Holly Hunter was terrific playing Senator Jimmy Finch. Holly Hunter was the voice of Mrs. Incredible. Oh, my God. I totally did not realize that. <laughs> That's really uh, crazy. Uh, now, she was movie, good. She was good, all right. So, so overall, uh, out of five stars, what would you give the movie? Um, I would stick with what I gave it in my review, and I gave it a three out of five. And I, use, I gave it a three out of five because it's not anything great. It's not anything bad. But there are good things about it, like I said before. And it's just – it's pretty much an average movie. But it doesn't mean it's a bad thing that it's an average movie. It's just it's just in the middle. Should we wait for Netflix? Is that what you're telling us? Um, maybe not Netflix, but definitely rent it when it comes out. It's actually it's it's worth a the theater experience. I would say see it in movie theaters just so you can get your own opinion on how you feel about the movie because people are feeling so mixed. Either people are saying they really like it or they really don't like it. So you if you want to be part of the conversation, it actually part of that. And also just to see those two characters fight on the big screen is something you're not gonna want. You're never gonna forget that if you see it in theaters. It's a big movie. <laughs> no, that's so, fair. Definitely worth seeing, as uh, Mothman Joe said. Another movie that I saw the uh, the trailer for is the remake of uh, Ben Hur, an epic movie. 
from the uh, did you happen from the studio era, I believe? Did you happen to see that trailer? I actually have. I don't know how I feel about it. So I spoke to our a uh, our former uh, teacher, Nick Chase, about the movie because obviously he's very anti CGI, which I understand. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, he said it just looks like there's too much CGI and. They shortened it. It's like going to take away from it. It was an epic movie. Uh, obviously, Charles Heston was one of the best actors of his time. Played Ben Hur, also played Moses. Now, the biggest thing that I took away from that trailer, as well as him, is Morgan Freeman is in it in the Roman Empire as a powerful man. Uh, not and he's also he year. also has dreads. Yeah, and not too great this year, but at that time there were no Africans in power in the Roman Empire. So I understand you want to get Morgan Freeman in, but it just doesn't make any sense for him to be well, in the movie. Wouldn't you think? It is, it is really, it's really abnormal, a lot of the decisions they made for that movie. Well, they don't want the movie to get protested for being, you know, Ben Hur too white, just like the Oscars, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like, another thing that was crazy, I, mean, I didn't watch this, but it's not even a movie, but they had Tyler Perry present The Passion of the Christ on Fox. That was the most disgusting, ridiculous thing ever. You know, Jesus is wearing, like, a button-down uh, shirt with jeans, and all the <laughs> apostles are, like, in leather clothes and stuff. And, you know, there was, there was, like, there was a bunch of black people in there. Like, they were all singing. Like, that is singing. That was just, like, ridiculous. It didn't, it didn't fit the time. That's an issue in Hollywood. People are complaining about racial stuff. But and you need to fit the, the time period. You can't be just putting any random, you know, race in there. <laughs> There's a time and place for a race when it comes to like filmmaking, but I feel like I guess they're trying to break new ground, even if it is unnecessary and seems a little. I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, people they're trying to do something that doesn't need to be done, just because they Definitely. can do it. And then uh, another movie I think you saw was the uh, the new Cloverfield movie. Is that correct? What you think of it? Oh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. That was actually, that's a movie that I feel like it's a niche audience. If you enjoyed the first Cloverfield and you enjoy a little Twilight Zone type of movies where they're they're very um, enclosed in their own story, but they don't really have to do with any big franchises, then you're definitely going to get a kick out of it. But a lot of people seem to not like it because it's six, it's, it's, the idea is that you have these three characters, John Goodman, the main girl, and this other guy stuck in a little uh, bunker for an hour and a half. But there's a couple of twists and turns in it, and people didn't like the twists and turns. I did. I personally liked what happens, the uh, conclusion, but I could see why people don't like it. But I would recommend that movie, too. Yeah. All right, so there you have it. John, walking us through the uh, movie world here for, for this month of March. Um, hopefully, we'll have John back on next month as well. Check out his YouTube channel, Mothman Jones. Uh, John, thanks for calling in this evening. Thank you for having me once again. I would love to be here again. All right. Take care. Thanks, John. Take care. And, and now back to uh, the co-host, John. So John shows up the end here. What did you think of tonight's program? Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, um, I'm actually glad that Tim came on and was able to, to rebuttal some of the crazy nonsense. But I feel like every week gets a little crazier with the we get deeper and deeper into the Mongo Nation. But uh, so as so now I'm looking through Mark. <laughs> While doing the show, I'm looking through Mark Mongo's Twitter, and uh, he he quotes um, John Kasich 
where John Kasich says he would fire his uh, campaign manager. Do you know what the story with, is with the Trump campaign manager? Yeah, th- it was nonsense. I mean, he, yeah. he like brushed the lady. It's not even it's not even worth us discussing discussing really because it, 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 it was nothing. It's just it's just a little thing that people that hate Trump are gonna latch on to to try to talk negatively about him. Exactly. It's 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 literally bullshit. It's he literally brushes against her. And uh, he quotes the CNN tweet about uh, John Kasich, and he goes, finally, someone with common sense. And so during the show, I'm fighting with him, and I send him a, a tweet to go, did you watch the video? He barely touches her. How is that common sense? And he didn't even answer me. So you know what? All right, well, I, we, I'm on his side. We need to get Mark Mongo on the show next week. Mark, if you're listening, please contact John at underscore sports or me, Nick underscore Durst. Come on the program next week. You can talk about Tim, whatever you want. You can talk about your hate for Trump. So maybe, John, you can work on that this week, try to get Mark Mondo on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, first of all, I think we need to have one of these anti-Trump people on just to try to, you know, maybe understand where they're coming from. Because, to exactly. me, it sounds like they, they just get this CNN garbage, you know, this top level, like, just sort of, like, glance at a headline and then form a fucking opinion. You know, it's insane. Like, oh... If you read the headline, it's Trump's campaign manager arrested for battery. Um, if you watch the video, he barely fucking bumps her. It's obviously nonsense. And, you know, that actually brings me to the, our Mongo of the fucking week. It's that Michelle Fields. She should be ashamed of herself because her nonsense crying wolf like this makes every woman who tries to get into journalism their job a little harder because every time they complain about something, they're going to they'll always be that little bit of, hey, maybe they're just, maybe they're just Michelle Fields. Maybe they're just making it up because, you know, there's, there's a, a really pro- a big problem with domestic violence, you know, in our country and around the world. And when women like her make this up, it, it makes it harder for every other woman. It's disgraceful. She should be ashamed of herself. Yeah, it's pretty crazy what's going on in the world of politics. Obviously, we talk politics in the show. We're going to get more into that as the show's going on. We want to thank what's of the list, John. All 41 of our listeners tonight, 41 of our listeners, I'm sure there's going to be more downloading the podcast. So last week we had a record amount, like in the 80s. So we want to thank all of our fans out there. Uh, thank you to Tim for coming on, and we'll speak to you again soon, yeah. sooner, sooner rather than later. Have a good night, everybody. All right, see you next week. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.